0: day and wow day. a huge <laughs> upset a 16 has never beaten no one <laughs> wow. wow 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 blue christmas favorite Christmas carol of all time the promo front podcast theme song I am one of your hosts Bill Petrie welcome to episode number 25 on December 25th Uh, that would be Christmas day if you are already sick of being around family like I said I'm one of your hosts Bill Petrie with me as always the field marshal of Frosty the Snowman the director of decking the halls the head honcho of ho ho ho's he's not a ho but he is Kirby Hossaman Kirby
1: Merry Christmas how are you I am doing well. Merry Christmas to you. I uh you know I I am doing well. I think that for our family I'll, I'll, like all of a sudden we looked up and Christmas is literally right around the corner as we're recording this and so there's a lot that has to be done in a very brief period of time so that's a bit stressful but on the other side I think you'll appreciate this. Um I do voiceovers for different uh clients, and one of them, I do their on-hold voiceover, and I mm-hmm. just sent them today their voiceover for January 1st through January 15th, 2021, yeah. and that wow. was freaking satisfying
0: to say. I bet it so, was, yeah. So,
1: that, so I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, same. Doing great. Getting ready for, uh, you
0: know, we're recording this a day or so before uh, the big day and getting ready for that, and uh, really looking forward to just trying to unwind a little bit and trying to you know, do as much as, as, uh, do as much or as little as I can, I guess I should say do absolutely as absolute little as I can, but you know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for me to do very little. Want to know why Kirby? Why Bill? Because I'm going to be addicted to my phone and addicted <laughs> to that promo pulse app that gosh, darn it. I can't get enough of, would you like to know why Kirby? Why is that Bill? Thank you for feeding right into my easy read on this. Yes, it's convenient. It's got that search, save, and share from content from not part of the industry, not most of the industry, not three-fourths of the industry, nope, all of the industry. And Kirby has it right there on his iPhone QSXR Z-Pack level Z-pack. phone. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, Kirby has that right on his phone. So do I. It's right there. It's got uh, great ideas, inspiration, information. It's free to use. We've talked about that. We've also talked about now they have an Alexa enabled app. So if you have an Alexa device, an Amazon device, you can enable the promo pulse app. You can get new content. You can ask it to show you, uh, read you specials and you can also ask it to listen to fine broadcasts like this one, or you can skip podcasts like all the other ones. Um, <laughs> But now, uh, if you haven't noticed last week, you should have gotten your first weekend pulse check email. um, And subscribers are getting that email every single Sunday, not just most Sundays, every Sunday. Um, And it's, uh, you know, it's going to be ideas from publishers that are popular with other distributors. So it's going to show you what everybody else is looking at. And I really love that feature so that you don't feel left out of the loop. You can kind of really disconnect, reconnect for a
1: few minutes and then walk away. Yeah, I love it. It's a, it really does. You know, I love that they call it Promo Pulse because it does keep, give you yeah. sort of the pulse of the industry. And uh, I, I like that I can sort of check in in a yeah. brief way and not be all consumed. Yeah, I wonder if that's
0: how Jason Notes came up with the name Maybe. of the company. Well, we'll have to ask him that at some <laughs> point. Um, but anyway, so head over to your local app store. They might be closed on Christmas Day. No, no, it's electronic. You actually don't have to go there. You just click a button. Open all the time, 24-7 people, holidays included. Download the Promo Pulse app. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at an eggnog level today? Yeah, I was going to say candy cane, but yeah, let's go eggnog. How about we start with candy cane and then end with eggnog? Okay, Okay. sounds good. So we're going to mix up a little bit. We're going to do a quick promo up front uh, that Kirby has. I don't know what he's going to bring up, although I probably could guess. And then we're going to kind of do, a, uh, even though it's a week early, we're going to do a little bit of a year review. So Kirby, what is our promo up front topic for today, Christmas Day 2020?
1: Yeah, so the obvious one is big news this week. Uh, there was a big acquisition. I know that we generally don't spend a ton of time on acquisitions, but yeah. this one felt bigger to me. Um, the uh, the artist formerly known as Graphic, the Koozie Group, um, made announcements that they acquired Imagine Brands, so Vitronic mm-hmm. and Crown. Um, yep. And so that was a pretty big uh, acquisition, you know, as the year sort of ended out. I, I don't know, I do we usually get acquisitions at the end of the year or are they usually announced at the front of the year? When does that usually happen? You know, generally this
0: is the silly season for people moving from one company to another. Um, Like, you know, Nick Latour just left Imagine Brands to go to HPG and then usually the acquisitions, the big ones, they love doing it, doing expo during ASI Orlando. But since those shows are virtual this year, my guess is you're going to see those announcements coming uh, a little quicker. Now with this particular one, I mean, you know, I saw this coming, not like I'm no, you know, I'm not promodamus or anything, <laughs> um, but I saw this coming when Paul Loggi was named uh, head of Imagine Brands. You know, he had been at uh, a BIC Graphic. He had been at Bic. And then he hired Lisa Lamond, who also was at Bic. <laughs> so to me, they're kind of, hey, let's get the band back together. And so <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that HIG Capital that owns um, Bic, or now the Koozie Group, uh, has brought in Imagine Brands. They've got some really strong brands there. And I think that's gonna be, honestly, I think, um, if I'm being truthfully honest, I think both companies had some weak spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this will help address some of those weak spots, both in just the brands that they have, but also manufacturing and decoration. And so uh, I know both people, both companies, I know you do as well, and, and hope everybody you know benefits from this acquisition. Um, but to me, it was kind of like, oh, finally, it's about time. Because honestly, imagine EBSCO, which had owned imagine, imagine Brands, Fortune 500 company. They've been looking to unload that thing for years. Right. So um, mm-hmm. I think BIC is is the right company for them. And I hope it's a great success for everybody.
1: Yeah. It's, it, I think the, the announcement said, and they always say this during the announcement, that they will continue to operate individually and that sort of thing. Um, and I'm sure they will for Ten or fifteen minutes, um, but I will be yeah. curious to see where, uh, you know, those. What's the word I'm looking for? The uh, redundancies. Services. Yeah, where the redundancies yeah. can um, hopefully help. I, I like Look. my only concern. You know, whenever I think. A lot of us, whenever we hear an acquisition like this, is we think of those people that we we uh, love and respect that work at each of those places, and yeah. you know, think of them, and and certainly hope that this works out for those. Yeah,
0: folks. that's that's the tough thing when when two companies join together, there are going to be redundancies, and yeah. those redundancies are, are generally taken taken care of fairly quickly because it's cost reduction. It's easier to reduce costs than than increase revenue, and they're going to do that. And you know, you hope you know, people are going to be affected. It stinks. There's no way around it. It's just an is, it's a reality of, of a world where acquisitions happen uh, often. So, you know, you just hope that uh, the people who, uh, are being transitioned or might be transitioned out of a job or being taken care of in a, a uh, the, the most humane way possible in terms of severance in terms mm-hmm. of uh, assistance for job placement and you hope they make the right decisions for the people that do stay yeah. so you know i 've seen it both ways i 've been part of it both ways and it 's not easy it 's much more an art than a science and so you know, best to everybody there. And then we'll see what happens. It'll be very interesting. It'll be very interesting. I still think the
1: name the Kuzi group is dumb, but that's. <laughs> well, since we haven't used it during the entirety of this conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. It, what, what I think is interesting is that, you know, you think of, I think that for me, um, Vitronic and Crown separately uh, were companies that I did business with pretty regularly. And so right. when you have those relationships and you feel like, okay, they they, they do a good job with this, this yeah. sort of thing where um, a large organization that doesn't always have the best uh, customer service um, reputation that becomes a concern. Yeah, I don't, I will say this, I don't love the timing of the
0: announcement to be honest with you. I think okay. um, from a, a human capital perspective, everybody knows there's redundancies everybody now starts looking and asking themselves am i a redundancy and it's a really crummy way to head into the final uh, week of the year when you're trying to Catch your breath, enjoy time with friends and family. I think it's. I think this announcement could have waited until after the first of the year because no decisions are going to be made between now and then, or whatever decisions have been made aren't going to be executed between now and then. Why give people that kind of angst? I will say that I, I really question the timing of it. I think it's crummy, um, and I would never, ever, ever do that. And so, who uh, you know, whoever recommended that, you're wrong. <laughs>
1: So I'd be curious to know though I wonder if that that signals that there are more announcements like this coming and you they wanted to be the first
0: I don't know I'm sure yeah. there are I'm sorry sure, I, I don't know but I did want to say that I do think okay. it's kind of again if, if I'm working at either organization I'm
1: kind of going huh hmm,
0: you look around yeah you know, same job title as I do and where are they located and I wonder what their salary is and 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 and.
1: Well, and, and from the other perspective, from the corporation's perspective, it makes your best employees, not just the ones that you think that there will be redundancies, it makes your best yeah. employees look around and go, mm, do I really want to live through this? It, it's, it's I like I said, I really question the timing of it, but
0: they don't well, pay me to question that timing. Yeah, uh, I get paid just to question it, I question their questioning of it. Yeah, that's right. And, and you do there a great job with that. Well, thank you very little. All <laughs> right, Kirby, let's move on. So we talked about, um, and this is the most we we most planned podcast i think you and i have ever done quite frankly we didn't we don't know exactly what each one of us is going to talk about but we thought we'd do um kind of this week a year wrap up um a little maybe a week early um, but that's purposeful we want to talk about what happened this year kind of put our stamp on it. And then my hope is I think next week and Kirby, we haven't talked about this, is that we'll kind of look forward to 2021, maybe in the next podcast. So we'll wrap a bow in 2020 and then we're going to look forward in 2021 um, and I'll do Kirby's prep work like I did this week for him. Yeah, that was really Um, helpful.
1: Thank you. (laughs)
0: So let's talk about this. We want to focus on, you know, let's focus on 2020. A lot of good things happened in 2020. What was your biggest surprise of 2020, Kirby? Yeah. In terms it, of the industry.
1: Yeah, so in the interest of transparency, uh, Bill did uh, do some prep work for me and I did reply that I wanted him to do this for me every week. So that that's a totally appropriate joke. But in the idea that things that surprised me um, my, my initial reaction was literally like, uh, everything, <laughs> like there was like the, the entire, like, there is nothing about 2020 that any of us, um, made bold predictions and this is what it ended up being. Yeah. So it was actually hard for me to kind of come up with this, but, um, mm-hmm. I, and I actually, I think you and I talked about this is like midway through the year, I was actually pissing me off when people were making predictions midway yeah. through the year that, oh, in November, this is going to happen. And I was like, Hey, asshats, where were you in January? Because I really right. could have used that, um, right? So a couple couple things that popped into my head, um, things that surprised me was the way that the industry rallied uh, to mm-hmm. do PPE. Uh, I really okay. felt like they felt they they um, obviously from a business perspective, but I actually really feel like from a service perspective, uh, some suppliers in particular looked around mm-hmm. and, and saw their supply chain and said, "We can do this," and it could. Um, I w- I was surprised pleasantly about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually a little surprised, on, and it makes sense in hindsight, but I think uh, during it, as it went down, the, the surge in content, like I think people mm-hmm. who were uh, y- were not used to having that kind of time looked around and said, what can I do productively? And there were some people who really dove into content, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, there are um,
0: people who are very anti content who got in content. That's yeah. not a criticism. That's just a, uh, that's a surprise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, I felt like uh, for me, it was back to basics. I, I started to see mm-hmm. things that were, um, that people would say, oh, they're old school. But when budgets are tight, old school still works. So print yeah. became a thing that was really good for us. Calendars were back. Drinkware is a basic piece that really, so, so it was like those back to basics promotional mm-hmm. pieces um, kind of found footing again for me. So how about okay.
0: That? So my biggest surprise, I, I focused on just one. I mean, because there were a lot, and you know, there's going to be some overlap in things. Cause sure. We'll get to some other categories here. You know, my biggest surprise for me was people pivoting. Uh, and I hate that word, but people pivoting and creating companies to serve needs. You know, a lot of people found themselves out of a job or unhappy or dissatisfied with the job. And I thought about, you know, what Soapbox is doing Dan Piggott and Brett Schaefer um, with their EME style uh, virtual trade shows. I think what they've done is amazing. I think live to what uh, Alina Rubenstein and uh, Scott Anderson have done there, really trying to create a lifestyle brand in the industry about, you know, what do you wish to live to be? Uh, obviously focused on distributor sales, but also, you know, the rest of your life. I thought that was great. And I'm going to throw uh, very selfishly and very uh, self-servingly um, me and Kelsey into that, you know, we saw a, a, a gap in the industry in terms of, of marketing and branding. And, and we, we started Brandivate because of that. So yeah. um, I think, you know, that was really a surprise moment how many people were just like, all right, cool. I'm doing this now.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and I, you know, I love that because, you know, the idea and, you know, yep. we talked about the first the acquisition as a first story, like, that is one of the things that i automatically do i'm like oh okay so i don't have a job what business can i start <laughs> and so right but but the idea that people in our industry who maybe historically didn't do that there were several of them that did i was really impressed
0: yeah it was very cool all right next category best quote unquote pivot i'll go start on this one yeah so i thought the best pivot of the industry is honestly the way the industry overall rethought events we are mm. such an event-driven industry, not only from what distributors sell their end users in terms of their events, but also our events. How we um, see new products, how we travel to cities to do those things. Yeah. And so, I, I thought, you know, Promo Corner starting a Promo Show. They were first out of the gate. They were first to market with an online trade show. Yep. And and that was a very quick. I was part of that briefly, a very small part. That's that's a Joel Moore thing. Um, and, and kudos to him for starting that. But you know, that was the first one out of the out of the gate. Common. Skew, I thought they nailed their first virtual event with SkewCon at home. Um, it was a test for them, and it, I don't think it could have gone any better. PPAI with a uh, leadership development workshop um first large-scale volunteer event they had 300 people and it went very very well and it was a multi-day event so that was the first multi-day event i know that went very very well and then the last one i thought opa and i I wanted to give a shout out to you because you're on the opa board full transparency the opa board did such a great job doing the first in-person event in the industry after the onset of the pandemic And what I love about that is you set and created a blueprint, a a guidebook, a playbook, if you will, of how other regionals can do the same thing safely. And not only have people copied that, they've maybe embellished it and improved it, which I know no pride of authorship there, but I love the way people really rethought, okay, this is what we do. We can't do this, but what can we do? So there's always a group of people that lament, oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. We can't do this. Uh, don't tell me what you can't do. Tell me what you can do. Yeah. And I love, I love what the, uh, that group did. So that was my biggest pivot for my best pivot for twenty twenty. Kirby
1: Hasselman, what, what say you? That's that's really good, and I appreciate the shout out to Opa. Um, the, Opa! The, one, <laughs> the one that's easy, I think, is is the suppliers who pivoted into the the mask business. But yeah. I, I won't spend a lot of time on that. But I, to me, that was that's kind of like the low hanging fruit. And what I liked was. There were several in particular for me, Badger Sportswear jumped in and they got to a mask that I thought was not only nice and good, but it was a branded piece. Like I felt like mm-hmm. some people got in and it was like, okay, we're just going to get N95s and whatever. But for me, I'm like, that's not my business. My business is branded yeah. merchandise. So those who pivoted into that, I was really impressed with. Um, I want to throw comments to you out there again. I, I agree with you. I think yeah. that was the, like, they set the stage for what online events look like. We actually, immediately, I was like, oh, hop in. That's yeah. a really cool platform. We're going to use yeah. it for our event. And so I agree with you. And then the, the cool thing with them is they um, they did an event. And then immediately started uh for the next event but they created a podcast to tell Mm -hmm. people how to create an online event and then let me just tell you as emails and calls and zoom calls they were happy to jump in and help me with my event so that was a big one
0: Um, yeah they're so good at doing that they're really good at doing that and they're they're, you know so great pivots great pivots that reminds me of something else of a little bit of a pivot there Kirby. okay okay as i think about the world of promotional merchandise and promotional products we all know our good pals at logo mats making great floor mats and things like that but did you know that they also do some great bar mats mm, they ca- they're called right? bar impressions and i'm holding one right here <laughs> this is their uh 14 inch by 14 inch bar mat full bleed pms matching uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Full bleed P- Pantone matching um, and super easy to clean. There's no art fees, no setup fees, five per day production made in the USA. Love this thing. Love yeah, this thing. Cool. So it comes in this size, which I lovingly place here to subtly. <laughs> 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 and then this, the serving oh, nice. mat, if you can't see the serving mat, that's uh, three and a half inches by 21. Again, it's the next generation bar mat. And I love this thing. It's so <laughs> easy to use and fun to use. So when I'm playing Mixologist at home, Kirby, I break these things out and uh, I look like I know what I'm doing. They're pretty cool. So big shout out to LogoMats. Yeah. So if you want to learn more, head over to LogoMatsLLC.com. Give uh, Miles Wadsworth, a good friend of ours, a shout out. He'd love that. So uh, definitely uh, really cool stuff there. All right. All right, right, Kirby. The next category is the what the fudge moment of <laughs> 2020 in our industry. I have mine. What is yours? So I have two.
1: I, sorry, okay. I wasn't sure we were doing one. So no, hey, You be-
0: can do as many as you want. It's your dime, your dance floor.
1: All right. And, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm beating uh, this drum, uh, you know, that's dead horse or whatever. But my first one that popped into my head was Bick rename, renaming themselves the Koozie Group um so that was Let me write
0: that off that's the only one i came up
1: with okay uh, so sorry about that but that let's was talk little...
0: about that for a minute no, okay, let's it, since i don't have one now yeah thank you but that i it still drives me bananas if mcdonald's wanted to change their name they wouldn't do it to big mac you wouldn't name it after one product in your entire line i still don't understand it
1: yeah that and again not only uh I, so the, the idea of renaming themselves to the, the product in their line yeah. is is definitely a piece, but it just, you know how like some things just hit and you're just like, it literally yeah. it was like, what the, and that it's was fun. for me the biggest one for, for me of the year. That, that was the one
0: it, it was, as I've said before, and I'll say it again. When I read that it was like a frozen salmon hit me upside the head because like what just happened. Yeah, what and,
1: and the other the other, the other one. The other one I have is just the 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 backlash. About masks, a backlash about people wearing masks and how it's, you know, and, and you know this, but you know, we created campaigns to to try and promote the safety uh, of people in our community by you know step up and mask up, and I was called everything uh, from a Nazi to a fascist to every, and it was just like, dude, just trying to <laughs> keep people safe. I just don't understand that. That's yeah. that's a, that's a yeah, tip. no,
0: that's a good uh, that's a good what the fudge moment because. Uh, It it seems so simple. Yeah, it's inconvenient. Yeah, there's been times I've had to turn around because I forgot my mask and Mm -hmm. things like that, but... You know, it's, uh, is that, is that the North pole calling Kirby? It is. Let me, let me tell them to call. Okay. Back. So as Kirby answers a call from the North pole, I'm going to go ahead and chat a little bit about, <laughs> um, you know, the masks are a little inconvenient. They're a little annoying at times, but you know, you do it for other people. And, and I will say this, I, I have crossed the bridge and I think you're, you're there as well. If I'm walking around in a store and I see you not wearing a mask, I really kind of jump to the conclusion you're an asshole. So, There you go. That's it. Um, all right. So before we go to my favorite part, which is going to be the things that inspired us in 2020, I think we said last week we really wanted this to be positive and I like what we're doing. I thought it'd be kind of cool if we recognize some of the people we lost, you know, in the promotional products industry. So I, I don't know if this is an exhaustive list. So if I've missed someone, please, please have a little grace. Um, but uh, we lost Robert Hickenbotham, the founder of Claire Chase. Pat Murphy worked at Imagine Brands. We mentioned them earlier. Brian Sask, Key Innovations. Sidney Siegel, uh, Siegel, Industrial Contacts. Janet Montgomery from TD Mills. John Bennis from Sequel. I know you know you knew John. Sheldon Minster from Jack Nadell, Kenneth Mayer, Procrest Apparel and Promotions, Barry Schneider from Baron Promotions and Marketing, Deborah Berger from Hoshdal Custom Embroidery, Tom Robertson from the Robertson Marketing Group. I, I knew Tom a little bit. Ida Cooper from Island Pen, uh, Lyndon Pearson from American Household Products. He, a PPI Hall of Famer, just a just a great guy all around. Uh, Arthur Holenwald from Spartan Promotion Group, Gene Galen from AG Sales Promotions, Bill Vernon, uh, one of the you know the one of the titans of our industry, one of the lions of our industry in terms of uh, Vernon Promotions, top 40 uh, perennial, top 40 distributor, and then of course uh, T Hamilton from Creative Alchemy. Um, hate that we've lost so many uh, true inspirational visionaries. Uh, it's kind of just the way it is, but uh, I, I don't I don't think we do 2020 justice if we really want to put it in the rearview mirror by not mentioning some of those folks who uh, unfortunately have passed.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you you're taking a minute. This is, you. just like we talked about, you spent a little time just trying to make sure that we, you know, name some names uh, and Absolutely. gave some virtual high fives on that. So Good stuff. All right. So, Kirby, how many? I, 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 now the last part of this, and then we'll get to the party in
0: the back. And the party in the back today is awesome. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's awesome. So, I have a, a quite, I have a pretty good list, maybe six of things that inspired. Do you have quite a big list of things that I, I have you? several, but I'm, I'm excited okay. to hear yours. Okay. So, do you want me to just go through all mine then? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Go for okay. it. Okay. So, things that inspired me in 2020, and we kind of touched on some of them, and, and so some will be redundant. Number one, thing that inspired me was roger burnett with stan phelps writing <laughs> uh <laughs> red goldfish promo edition um, roger yeah, i have a feeling stan, we're gonna
1: have some overlap here so that's why i wanted I, you to go with your list
0: I, I think so so roger it's a it's a how it's a how promotional products leverage purpose to uh increase impact oh, yeah, full transparency roger's a good friend stan mm-hmm. is a good friend um stan is a, a renowned author a best-selling author and co co-wrote this with Roger, and it's a really nice, uh, nice, that's a terrible word. It's a really um, important primer mm-hmm. on how to use promotional products and promotional merchandise in a way that's impactful, but also does good in the community. And so I, it, I figured that'd be on yours. Sorry to step on you. There. Oh,
1: no, no. The, again, this it's a good thing that I think the, the similar similar things inspire us. And I think that if you want to be inspired by the promotional products industry, you yep. need to read that book. That's what the whole book is yeah. about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Brian Jones cancer fight. He is in a stage four um, uh, cancer and he has been very brave about how he's fighting that. And uh, he's a listener of this podcast, although he tells me he usually tunes out about 10 or 15 minutes cause that's his attention span. Um, <laughs> so we'll see if he made it to this. Um, but that's been inspiring to me. That's a good um, one. Danny Rosen, Danny Rosen actually sent us uh, an email. I'm sure that's on your list. Danny has always been a perennial do-gooder. If you don't know Danny, he's co-president of Brand Fuel and also on the PPAI board. Um, he, he is involved in a number of uh, boards and, and things that make his community better, but he's actually gone deeper in 2020 in his community and really um, extended himself to create as much good as he can in the, the Raleigh area. And I will tell you, if there's a hall of fame for good human beings, Danny Rosen needs to be at the head of that list. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's funny that you say that because I literally wrote, you know, Roger Burnett was my number one. Number two was Danny. And I was like, we really should start a, uh, an agency for promoting Danny Rosen. I feel like we mentioned him every and rightfully so, but it it was like, I, I, so I actually came back. Um, and I modified my list and just said that the many or several spe- people speaking out on behalf of and stepping up on behalf of diversity initiatives, which that was one of many things that That's Danny great. was vocal about. Um, so I was like, I was excited to see people take leadership roles in that. And we also
0: talked about that last week. Nikki Stella and you and I yep. go both got a, a really nice email from Nikki. She yep. heard the podcast uh, from Aim Smarter. You know, they have that diversity initiative. That's inspiring to me. I didn't even put
1: that on the list because we just talked about it, but that's one. But All it's right, still important more. though, right? And there, there, there oh, aren't yeah. that many people. There's a lot of people who've talked about it. We said this last week, but I think it's really important. A lot of people have talked about it. Those who are creating initiatives where it can actually be implemented, I think is, yeah. it's, it's worth noting again.
0: Well, when we have an industry where the vast majority look just like us, yeah, yeah, it's important. Um, Promo Care's partnership with Promo Kitchen, I really liked seeing that. That's mm-hmm. been inspiring. They put out some really good content. Um, you talked earlier about how uh, promotional products, the industry has stepped up and became a, yeah. a uh, personal protective equipment provider um i thought that was amazing that that's a great one and then the last one i have and you might have some more the thing i found as a whole from our industry perspective most inspiring kirby was how people finally outside of our industry recognized how valuable and powerful promotional products is as a connector of people it's not something simple you just put, put a logo wrong, right? It's, it's so much more than that. When you do it with intent, when you do it with purpose, when you do it with thought it, that honestly just, I'm so proud to be, part of this industry because of that. So that, that really inspired the hell out of me,
1: Kirby. Yeah, no, And that's really good. The, really the only other one, because we had a ton of overlap, but the only other one you mentioned earlier, but it was one of my sources of inspiration, were the several people who were displaced or decided to jump into new side hustles or new businesses. You mentioned Soapbox, Brand of Eight, uh, many of those others. And like for me as a person who, I mean, literally entrepreneurship is my uh, hobby. Yeah. <laughs> and so um when i see that i get excited about that and so that that has inspired me yeah
0: and i would push back i don't think entrepreneurship is your hobby your job is your hobby entrepreneurship is your life
1: yeah okay you're a right. serial entrepreneur yeah I, I, all right
0: we're at the final party in the back for 2020, and I love this one. So we, Kirby and I, a little background on what we're doing here. So Kirby and I have had a running, we have several running arguments through the course of our friendship, and one of them is the relative merit of secular Christmas songs. So what we are going to do is a 16-song bracket, Kirby. Okay. And so you are going to decide. I have a bracket. If you can look right here, if you look on the screen, I have a bracket all set up. I have 16 songs. I have seated them. So let me go. At, so what we're going to do, Kirby, we're going to match up just like the NCAA basketball tournament. Okay. And you're going to pick the greatest secular Christmas song in the history of all time. Okay. So let's go through the seedings. Number one, uh, let's go. Should we go 16 to 1? Sure. I should use 16 to 1? Okay. 16, Blue Christmas by Elvis. Okay. 15, Last Christmas by Wham! You don't need to write these down. I'm going to help you out. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, 14, Happy Holidays by Andy Williams. Okay. 13, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, 12, Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, 11, Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. 10, Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. (laughs) Number nine, Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. Number eight, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Number seven, Frosty the Snowman by Jimmy Durante. Uh, Number six, uh, coming in at the six seed, Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Mm. Uh, number five, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Johnny Mathis. Number four, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow by Dean Martin. Number three, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas by Bing Crosby. Number two, Happy Christmas War is Over by John Lennon and the mm. Plastic Ono Band. Number one, Your Number One Seed, All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey. Okay. <laughs> all right kirby let's start with the uh, some real There are gonna be some tough ones here okay so i I will i have the official bracket i will only advance when you advance a song if you'd like to tell us why you're picking that song i think the audience would like that (laughs) okay i We would all right uh blue christmas by elvis presley coming at a 16 seed battling all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey who do you got
1: Okay, I'm going Blue Christmas all day, every Wow, day. a huge upset, <laughs> a 16 has never beaten a one. Wow, 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 Blue Christmas, whoa, that's that we- is amazing. Yeah, well, again, it's one of those where I think Elvis has a, a, a classic voice, great for Christmas songs, and I am not a ginormous fan of Mariah Carey, and I, that's one of those songs that I think is overdone and overhyped. So, Blue Christmas. I-
0: I gotta be honest, folks at home. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> this just throws everything into chaos. And by the way, notice I didn't put um, "Baby It's Cold Outside" because that song creeps me out. All right, it should. All right, an eight versus a nine. Number eight, "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree" versus number nine, "Jingle Bell Rock." Kirby,
1: I'm gonna go "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." I actually think both okay. of these are pretty good, and I think the eight and the nine makes sense. Um, but um, I, I don't know. I just I, I have a. Okay hankering for that one okay let it snow uh, number four seed let
0: it snow let it snow let it snow by dean martin versus the thirteen seed santa claus is coming to
1: town by bruce springsteen mm. i'm gonna go santa claus is coming to town by the boss oh come on i it, really? for what it's worth for what it's worth i actually don't care for that song as that much either i think that's sort of okay. overrated as well but i i'm not let it snow let it snow eh. big big Big, understand, big today. understand that uh, this is an interesting time to do this because I'm totally sick of Christmas music. Right now. I know that's why I chose to do it now. <laughs>
0: um, all right, number 12, Santa Baby from Earth Kitt, Kit, uh, also bordering on creepy, mm. or uh, the number five seed, Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Johnny Mathis. Oh,
1: easy, the most wonderful time of the year by Johnny okay. Mathis is I do not like the song Santa Baby again, totally overdone, and uh, but uh, Johnny Mathis that dude can sing some Christmas carols. That is one of my favorites. All right. Okay, Kirby. I'm very curious how this one's going
0: to turn out. Number 15 seed Wham! comes in with Last Christmas uh, versus the number two seed Happy Christmas War Is Over by John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with John Lennon on this one. Uh, So Last Christmas, I, I do feel like we have reached a weird place in my life where people are redoing Wham! Like okay. there's, I, I, have heard a bunch of last Christmas this year that were not by wham. I didn't think no. I'd ever get to a place where we were going to actually redo that song, but definitely happy Christmas is one of my favorites
0: when when wham becomes classic rock you know you're old all yeah. right <laughs> number uh, number seven versus number 10 uh so number 10 seed paul mccartney with wonderful christmas time versus number seven frosty the snowman jimmy Durante. <laughs> what oh, do you dude. got
1: wonderful christmas time all, all right. day long and you knew i was <laughs> gonna say that
0: <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> um number three seed it's beginning to look a lot like christmas by bing crosby a classic and by any stretch of the imagination or number 14 happy holidays by the good good that is andy williams both very holiday very traditional bracket we got going over here
1: yeah i'm going to be southeast be- region It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yes, for
0: sure. Yeah, the three seed unseats the 14. No shock there. Kirby, we're getting there. You're doing a great job. Thanks. Number six, Kirby Christmas Song by Nat King Cole Mm -hmm. versus Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. This is a tough one. one. This was actually a tough one. This could be an upset, folks. Watch out. This could be an upset. So give give me the first one. I'm sorry. Um, a Christmas song by John, a uh, the yeah. Christmas song by Johnny Mathis, which is number six seed, and Do They Know It's Christmas, which is an eleven seed by Band Aid, a group of do-gooders. And so, is John
1: Johnny Mathis is, is that one?
0: Uh, that would be Johnny Mathis' Christmas song. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, uh, I apologize. That would be Nat King Cole. I said Nat no, King I'm Cole. Sorry, I'm yeah. Gonna I'm going to go Nat King Cole, King
1: Cole King on this one. Okay. Sorry. I, 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 this is where visually I, it would help me. Uh, I Do really that. like both songs, actually. Um, I've, okay. I've heard Do They Know It's Christmas more this year? And I really like that song. But I think, again, from a, just a classic Christmas tune, I'm going to go the
0: other way. Okay. All right. We are in the Elite Eight, Kirby. We'll <laughs> get through this very quickly. So, number eight seed Rocking Around the Christmas Tree versus The Upset of Upsets blue christmas by elvis blue christmas by elvis wow 16 seeds advances (laughs) unbelievable the king of rock and roll making a deep run here in the secular song challenge
1: yes absolutely
0: yeah i got um another big stunning upset uh, Santa Claus coming to town by Bruce Springsteen, right off the heels of the upset of Let It Snow by Dean Martin. You were wrong in that one, by the way. Um, versus the most wonderful time of the year. That would be by Johnny Mathis. Yeah, most wonderful um, time of the year
1: for sure, all day, every
0: day. Hey, that is the end of the run for the boss, Bruce Springsteen, out of the tournament in the Elite Eight. Thank you, Bruce, for playing along. <laughs> all right, Kirby, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That'd be the Bing Crosby Classic. Versus the Christmas song by Johnny Mathis. Or Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna go the Christmas song. The Christmas song Christmas by Christmas. Christmas song Co-
0: by, Nat King Cole. by Nat King Cole. All right, and this is the one we've all been waiting for, Kirby. I set up the brackets and I was hoping this would happen, and gosh darn it, it did. We have number two, Happy Christmas by John Lennon, the Plastic Ono Band, versus number 10, Wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney. Kirby. Who do you have? The second seed or the or the ten seed?
1: Yeah, this is actually a tough one for me. I, I really I like. I, I really like "Wonderful Christmas Time." I think overall, the song uh, "Happy Christmas Time" is a better song. So you will pick
0: Don Lennon. Uh, okay, Don Lennon you finally got that right. But "Wonderful <laughs> Christmas Time" is the worst. I love Paul McCartney. <laughs> Other than Eddie Van Halen, he's my favorite musician of all time, and that is the worst Christmas song in the history of ever. All right, Kirby. Final four. We got. This is we got it, We got a two seed, a six seed, a five seed, and a sixteen seed. This is amazing. All right, Kirby. In the in the, uh, in the uh, mistletoe bracket, we have all. I'm sorry. We have "Blue Christmas" by Elvis Presley versus "The Most Wonderful Time of the Year" by Johnny Mathis. Who do you got? Most wonderful time of the year, Johnny Mathis for sure. Hey, okay, all right. And then in the uh, what was the that was the missile that was a holly division right or is that the missile? It was a mistletoe,
1: I think is what you said. Okay,
0: this is the holly division. I'm sorry, I okay. can't keep track. John McLean's wife got it. Yeah, I did not really prepare. I thought I prepared a lot. <laughs> Clearly, I haven't. Um, all right, so we have a two seed versus a six seed. So two in "Happy Christmas, War Is Over" by John Lennon, or the Christmas
1: song yeah. by. I'm going John Lennon here too. That's, again, it stands to be one of my favorite songs uh, to to listen to. You know, there are like, there are songs that you hear and you go, Oh, that, that is Christmas. But then there are songs you look forward to and happy Christmas time is one of those. I look forward to.
0: All right, Kirby, we are down to the championship matchup. We've got Johnny Mathis with the most wonderful time of the year versus John Lennon and the plastic Ono band. Happy Christmas war is over. Kirby, who is your secular Christmas song champion for 2020?
1: So there are certain songs that all through your life you hear and you think that is the, uh, the Christmas song. But then there's also the Christmas albums, especially as when we mm-hmm. grew up, there was records and, and tapes and CDs. There was a tape that we listened to all Christmas season long, and it was Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis right. and The Most Wonderful Time of the Year is the number one song this year.
0: Honestly, Kirby,
1: I think you did a really good job.
0: Uh, you didn't you didn't try to draw me off sides. You, uh, you answered adequately. I still think All I Want for Christmas. Wow, what a big upset by Elvis in Blue that Christmas. Such that, a terrible is, song. It, regardless, it's very popular, Kirby. It's very, very popular. You know what else is popular, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Thank you for knowing to pretend to ask and care. <laughs> I... I'm talking about the Promo Pulse app by our good pal, Jason Oakes, You know, it has the pulse of the entire industry right there at your fingertips. That's why it's called Promo Pulse. As we were recording, we got it verified. That's why the name of the company is Promo Pulse, because they keep your finger on the pulse of the industry. It's got those wonderful ideas, inspiration, information. You can search, save, and share content from the entire industry. They have the Alexa enabled app. They're giving away a Google show for anybody who is, um, you know, using the app and using, getting the emails. And now, I mean, it's every week it seems like he's rolling out something else. It's pretty amazing. And now you have that weekend pulse email. So you can see what's really trending on the promo pulse app. And so as you um, drink your eggnog, as you enjoy your revelry uh, from a socially distanced safe place, Promo Pulse thanks you. So download that app. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, oh, Kirby, you've got your Cleveland Browns mug that you're fake drinking out of, which we all appreciate because the Browns are playing very well. Kirby, on behalf of, of my family, I hope you, Amy, Jade, Skyler have a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous Christmas. Um, we'll do this next week. We'll look forward to 2021, but uh, yeah, it's been a good year so
1: far. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate you.